This is District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left. I'm Sam Sachs. I'm Sam Knight. We are broadcasting out of the Citizen Capital Studios in Washington, D.C. Check out the website, districtsentinel.com. Joined by like of the space dog sitting right in between us. Subscribers on Patreon can see her and see us as we're live streaming the show right now. We were just talking before about last night's big primary wins. That's right. That's right. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, a guest on this show back in March. She did it, folks. She fucking did it. Like Smashed it. I refuse to let myself believe that she could actually do it, given just the pessimism uh, over the last few years of taking on the Democratic machine, whether it was the 2016 primary or just even Keith Ellison trying to be chair of the DNC. But she ran a hell of a campaign. Shout out to Nick Hayes and uh, Means of Production who put out the campaign video, probably the best campaign video of the last few years. Nick and Naomi over there. Yeah. Great job. Uh, And Joe Crowley just got his ass beat. Nothing you can say else other than that. I mean... Didn't feel like an upset at first to me after it happened, after the votes started coming in because... Well, we we'd had our finger on the pulse of this particular race, and Ocasio Cortez had run a fantastic campaign. But looking back over the uh, the entire trajectory of it, it 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 was just an upset that she got that far, and she was saying that before the results came in. I think trying to uh, keep a lid on expectations, but working in the service industry not too long ago, going from there to now. Well, she has to win the general. Yeah, but she's gonna do a shoe in. Uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, of course, endorsed by the Bernie Sanders Bernie Sanders group, Our Revolution. Also, that group endorsed Ben Jealous, who went on and won the Democratic gubernatorial primary in Maryland. Yeah, he's got a tough general. He's got a tough general, but uh, it really makes that Politico article a few weeks back about the losses and what a failure Bernie's group is. Here are two big wins. Call them upsets if you want uh, for that organization. I saw the author of that article crowing today about crowing, 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 Crowley. He he was crowing about how uh, Bernie Sanders didn't directly uh, endorse Ocasio-Cortez as if Mm. the our revolution support wasn't enough. (laughs) I don't know how often Sanders directly endorses uh, primary candidates going against incumbents. It sounds like the sort of thing that would get MSNBC people and Politico people, like this certain, like this certain journalist, this certain reporter, insider, whatever, throw them into a fucking conniption. If Bernie started wading in and and uh, nominating yeah. people like Ocasio Cortez to upset yeah. sitting Democrats, we do have someone who's watching on the uh, Patreon member subscription feed the live stream uh, talking about how ben jealous was uh, uh boasting about how he used to be a venture capitalist or something which not a good start if you want to start the general campaign i mean maybe there's something strategic about that but uh if it is it's terrible you don't want to lose that yeah exactly we, we know that hogan the the republican governor is popular in maryland but we also know that 
in election after election, there is a huge block of non-voters who just don't like either candidate. And maybe, mm. I don't know, if you start reaching out to them, you don't have to fucking hinge on every dipshit who 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 tears their shirt if you don't bow down to venture capitalism. Mitt Romney coming back into political relevance here. Speaking of venture capitalism. <laughs> yes. Uh, he won his primary. Looks like he's headed to be the next governor of Utah or senator from Utah. <laughs> senator Romney. Silly. Close close to being the president. Now anyone can walk into his office. <laughs> In the sporting world, Germany out of the World Cup, defending champs gone. Mexico in. Despite losing big time to Sweden today. Thanks, thanks to the South Korean team. Or when I'm watching them, I like to think that they're the unified Korean team, even though <laughs> I know they're not. <laughs> Very gutsy performance by them. Yeah, great game. Brazil survives. They're on to the next round. But most important news of out of all this, our Twitch stream is back on track. We had our first loss. Sam and I have been previewing the World Cup matches the day before on FIFA 18, the video game, and we've been streaming them on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash District Sentinel. We got our first wrong one with Nigeria yesterday, but we predicted two matches correct today, the Brazil over Serbia, and what was the other one we got right? Sweden over Mexico. Sweden over Mexico. So uh, we'll be back later today after we're done with work today with Senegal versus Colombia preview and England versus Belgium, a couple heavyweights there. Yeah, yeah. And th those are going to be big ones. So uh, every everyone looking for an advantage of, of, of what's going on, you want to know what's going to go down in tomorrow's games, watch us play video games. Watch us play PlayStation. Yeah. It, it's it's been pretty accurate. Yeah, I mean, we've only gotten one wrong. All right, we're going to get to the newscast here in just a second. Just a reminder, again, $5 a month on Patreon. You get access to bonus content. You get our zine. The zine has just recently dropped. You can read that right now. You also get your own poem read on the air on this show. And we've got some poems to read right now. So let's get to it. This one's for Alex. Abolish the court. Unelected king and queens wearing robes and shit. Thank you, Alex. This is for Colby. Pack up the car, Anne. We must go east once again. Dog on the roof time. <laughs> Thank you, Colby. This is for Kami Red Eyes. My dude, here's a tip. When you're done with the bong rips, drop in some Visine. Thank you, Kami Red Eyes. This is for Brian. Bus is here. Hell yeah. Good timing. Here's my bus fare. It's the wrong bus. Fuck. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. Finally, today. This one is for Mark. Where are my train boys at? The Adirondack 6-9, it's the nicest line. Thank you, Mark. Yes, Mark. Thank you. And thank you to all the new subscribers on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash district 
Sentinel, whatever you can spare, we've got all sorts of perks for everybody. It's Wednesday, June 27th, 2018. Here's the news. This morning, the Supreme Court came out came out with its opinion in Janus versus AFSCME, and there were no surprises. It was a split decision that went against labor, five to four along partisan lines. Public sector workers around the country are now subject to so-called right-to-work laws, enabling non-union members to withhold money for collective bargaining costs while still at the same time enjoying the benefits. Basically, it makes it okay for all the idiots who think they're Ron Swanson to leech off their unionized colleagues. Make no mistake about it, the decision is designed to sap the strength of unions and the last remaining part of the economy where they still have any sway. Last year, the unionization rate throughout the U.S. workforce was 10.7%. In the public sector, it was about three times that, over 34%. One reaction worth highlighting came from the Chicago Teachers Union, one of the more effective and militant public sector unions in the U.S. in recent years. CTU Vice President Jesse Sharkey hit out at Democrats for decrying the decision in Janus while barely lifting a finger for unions or government workers. Sharkey said, quote, Today we will see neoliberal Democratic Party political bosses like Rahm Emanuel shaking their fist at this decision, acting as if they have not been bipartisan partners in the erosion of worker rights, co-conspirators in the austerity movement, and willing allies in the theft of job and retirement security. You know when you stub your toe and there's that split second where it doesn't hurt? Yeah. That's what it's been like waiting for this decision to come down. You know it's been coming. You know it's been coming. And it still hurts like hell. As I noted on Twitter, hate to self-reference my own tweets here, but... That's eh, okay. This is, this nail- I do it all the time. This kind of nails it. If Antonin Scalia ate just a little less baked ziti, this decision would have happened in 2015. <laughs> True. Turns out the Janus decision was Anthony Kennedy's parting shot. Supreme Court Justice announced later in the afternoon that he was leaving the bench effective at the end of July. The 81-year-old jurist was often thought of as a swing vote on the court. Not exactly today, though, as he's working to eviscerate public unions. And over the last few weeks, as Kennedy has sided with the majority to assist in voter purges and to protect fundamentalist crisis pregnancy centers, so-called crisis pregnancy centers. With Kennedy announcing his decision now, Trump could possibly appoint another Supreme Court justice before the midterm elections when he might lose control of Congress. What was remaining of the judicial filibuster was already blown to smithereens by Majority Leader Mitch McConnell to get Trump's other Supreme Court justice, Neil Gorsuch, confirmed. And within moments of Kennedy's announcement, McConnell was on the Senate floor and promised they would move quickly on a new nominee. We will vote to confirm Justice Kennedy's successor this fall. (laughs) Just like that. Nice. Not wasting any time here. Curious what those so-called principled Republican senators like uh, Jeff Flake and Bob Corker, who have spoken out about the president, uh, what they'll do here. My guess is they're going to 100 percent vote to confirm whoever Trump puts up. And uh, I guess that Joe Manchin probably will, too. It's it's going to be that bad, folks. That would be a, a good bet on the predicted market. Uh, just a thing to note here, because I know people will call the rant line. 
I said Janice uh, would have come down in 2015. It was 2016 mm. when Scalia ate too much pasta vazule. Not sure. <laughs> and, uh, also, look, look, I'm not sure why you're dismissing the pillow assassin brigade. <laughs> Sorry, I, I was just thinking about the fact that uh, listen to these stories we're uh, we're reading here and how bad Hillary Clinton shat the bed in 2016. <laughs> we have Janice, which was a lifeline, should never have happened. Friedrich should have happened. Then we we got a reprieve when Scalia fucking ate too much uh, lasagna there, mm-hmm. and uh, and and now we have another Supreme Court justice Kennedy retiring. Hillary, thanks. Want a glimpse of what DHS thinks of transparency? Well, today, a House Science Subcommittee held a hearing on stingrays. They're the portable devices used by cops for mobile surveillance to crack into phones. The panel's Republican chair invited a representative from Homeland Security from Homeland Security to publicly testify. And here was the department's response as relayed by Congressman Ralph Abraham, a Republican from Louisiana. Take a listen. Regrettably, although they were invited, the Department of Homeland Security, DHS, declined to provide a witness today and instead provided a briefing to members and staff last week. Awesome. The abolish ICE calls are great, but we should really step them up. Abolish the entire fucking Department of Homeland Security. Finally, a federal watchdog has closed out a probe of Interior Secretary Ryan Zinke, stating that no conclusions can be drawn because Zinke's department won't cooperate with investigators. The Government Accountability Office, the GAO, was looking into charges that Zinke had called Republican Senator Lisa Murkowski and threatened her to support legislation repealing the Affordable Care Act, or else he'll enact policy that harms the state of Alaska. Quote, Interior did not provide us with any information on the substance of the telephone calls. In light of this, we lack the requisite facts on which to base a legal opinion. That's from GAO's general counsel, Thomas Armstrong. Makes me think Zinke's guilty here. I don't know. Not turning over any of the emails or phone calls. Two Democrats who called for this inquiry, Reps Raul Grijalva and Frank Plone, called for more congressional oversight of Zinke's department activities. And that will do it for the newscast today. We've got Luca asking Sam what we got. Uh, Leica. Leica. Leica needs to Calm chill down. out right now. Leica, what are you barking at? Take it easy. Take it easy. Anytime I see Leica barking at seemingly nothing, I think there's a ghost that only Leica can see. Maybe there is one. Luke's asking what's on the hand. I don't think there's anything on the hand. I don't know what he's talking about. Oh, I, I probably my phone. He's probably it's, looking at my. Uh, it's probably. I'm uh, looking at my phone here. It's probably Sam Knight's phone. Okay, uh, let's check out the. Uh, let's check out that old rant line here, shall we? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Got a new bong. Hey, boys. Ronnie in Kentucky. Hope you're doing all right. <laughs> oh, God. Hope he's doing all right. The hell world is just continuing. This travel ban passes. We're putting children in prison. And that all sucks. Fuck that. Good thing I got this new bong. It works pretty well. Working towards my bong off with Greg, Cincinnati. We'll see how that goes. We'll also bowl, too. All right, Sam. It's a pretty shitty call, but I love you guys. Mm. 
I hope Greg in Cincinnati's listening. Ronnie in Kentucky's ready for that bong off. Ready to bowl. Didn't mention anything about fishing, though. The thing about bongs, though, is they are harder to hit outside of bowling alleys. So think yeah. about that. Hey, this is Macho Man Rand Paul's neighbor. Um, just looking for some advice from the Sentinel boys and, uh, you know, the Sentinel listeners. Um, my uh, senator is uh, Chuck Schumer. Well, one of them is. Um, and I'm just wondering if I should continue to call him about stuff because I already sent him a really mean letter uh, that basically said that he should walk into the ocean and never come back because uh, of his disgusting racism against Palestinians. And I um, said that I would never fucking vote for him again. Uh, and I won't. I'm just going to leave that spot blank on the ballot because fuck him. Um you know, I said I would never vote for him again because he is just as much of a religious fanatic as Jim Baker, like to the point where he should be selling survival buckets for settlers. Um, and that he should just move to Israel and join Likud because Israel is clearly the only thing he gives a shit about. Uh, you know, I mean, if you look at him talk about anything else, he's just like, ah, Bobby, boop, civility, how dare you, sir, how dare you, sir. But when he talks about Israel, he actually, like, looks and acts like a human being with uh, feelings and shit. Anyway, should I keep calling him, even though uh, I basically just told him to fuck off and I wouldn't vote for him again? Uh, you know, just to, maybe just to give him shit? Call him a little needle dick prick? I don't know. Uh, yeah, let me know. Strong feelings about Chuck Schumer from Macho Man Rand Paul's neighbor there. My advice is to only call Chuck Schumer's office when you want to tell them about some sort of organizing you've done against him. So if you have planned a protest, if you are supporting someone who has promised to uh, primary Schumer, <clears throat> excuse me, something of that nature, you can still call, I think, and be like, hey, uh, I just want you to know that I still think Chuck Schumer is a fucking ghoul who looks like Dr. Frankenstein's earlier experiment went wrong, and I think he should walk into the ocean, and then failing that, if that doesn't do him any harm, maybe he should walk into Utah, into the Great Salt Lake. Uh, but I also want you to know that I am working to unseat your boss, Chuck Schumer, and uh, here's why. So I don't know. Maybe at that point he will at least pander and maybe not make as many bad votes, and then eventually he will be voted out of office. I mean, we saw Joe Crowley try to take on some of Ocasio-Cortez's positions, and then he got fucking steamrolled. Yeah, I'd say just keep calling. Keep calling Calling, Schumer's Calling office. him and tell him what you're doing to, to, to unseat Chuck, to, to chuck out Chuck. We got Royalton on Patreon saying hello to Leica. You going to say hello back? Okay, one more call. Hey, boys, Ronnie in Kentucky. Uh, a little more awake and not ripping a bong too hard this time. <laughs> but I uh, just wanted to call and say I can't believe Hell World is continuing, but we expected that. But also got my Twitter account suspended for the first time. Apparently, if you say, welcome to the Internet, sidelines are safe, cut hair, That'll get you suspended. Just so anybody, if you want to get suspended, 
Just call some maggot try to cut hair, and he'll get suspended. Uh, go Sharia, Minnesota. All right, love you, boys. Yeah, that'll probably get you... Uh... Probably get you suspended, yeah. I would, uh, personally, I know I am uh, ornery online. I would advise against uh, the C word if, you know, if you're a dude. Yeah, I would too. Call the rant line, 202-684-6108. Sponsors of the show include the Congressional Dish podcast hosted by Jen Briney. Find it at congressionaldish.com. Another sponsor, levelnews.org. And... Citizen Capital. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Tune in by searching for District Sentinel Radio. Give us a review. Give us a rating. Tell your friends to listen. Also, subscribe on our Patreon. Patreon.com slash District Sentinel. Five bucks a month. And you can watch as we record this very show. And you can see dogs and stuff. It's a good deal. The newscast is back tomorrow. We're here in D.C. So you don't have to be.